Welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ tissue and eye donation and transplantation. You can always find us friends at thegiftedlife.org. I'm Lori Steele. I'm Joey Boudreaux. And I'm Nyla Schwab. Coming up on this episode, episode 221 of The Gifted Life. We'll be talking to an author of a new book called The Gift who helps us learn about donation through a child's eyes. And we'll also be talking about how do we build genuine connection with others, different ages, different different people. Learn with us right here, The Gifted Life. Hang on. Here on The Gifted Life podcast, we are proud to introduce you to our very newest friend, Madeline Pulaski. How are you? Good. How are you all? Good. She is an author. We know an author, y'all. I like that. Very (laughs) good. The book is called The Gift, and we love the meaning behind it and why you decided to write it. But we always like to know what drew you into the donation world. So we want to learn a little bit about you first, Madeline, if you could let us into your world. Absolutely. Um, So my background, I'm a pediatric occupational therapist by trade. Um, so I've worked at the Children's Hospital in Omaha for eight, oh, a little, it's, wow, it's been a long time, um, about eight and a half years. And I was there um, full time for about seven and a half. And I worked with all of our pediatric heart transplant recipients. Nice. Um, so that kind of started my journey in the donation and transplant world and just loved working with those families, um, the team and kind of learning more about transplant and donation. And that kind of led me to um, a full-time job with the Oregon Procurement Organization in Nebraska as a donation services specialist. So I was working with the hospitals, um, learning more about the donation side and helping to facilitate donation. So that's kind of where all this got started. And had you ever um, written anything before, like a book? I just, I love that part, like we needed it. And so we just did it. Uh, and I love that journey. Yeah. Um, no, I've never published anything before. I actually, before I pursued occupational therapy, I went Uh, to college, I started in uh, journalism. So writing is something, you know, I enjoy. Um, So I kind of have that background of just writing for fun, but saw a need with this and kind of pulled together my donation experience with my OT background um, and just saw a need and wanted to put something there, put something out there for families. You mentioned that you worked at uh, the OPO there, the the organ procurement organization there. Uh, so you supported families or what, what exactly was your role there? Yeah. Um, so my role at, it was at Live On Nebraska um, was a hospital liaison. So I actually, um, so I worked a lot with the ICU teams, kind of the leadership, um, educating on donation and the process, making sure referrals were coming in appropriately. And then when we had a donor, um, being there to help with communication, help that seeing that process through and just really honestly being a professional problem solver, kind of figuring out things along the way um, and how we could have a successful donation, you know, and show our respect to the family um, and just kind of help bring that whole process together. But we did have uh, family services coordinators who worked directly with the family um, and I got to work with them and learned a lot from them. So that was kind of a part of the story as well. Are you still at the Oregon Procurement Organization? Um, so I am not any longer. Um, I sadly left. Um, not sadly. It was for a good reason. I work for the American Heart Association now. was offered oh, wow. a great position that I just couldn't pass up. So my heart is still very much in the donation world. But, um, you know, we parted ways. We're still, still friends with a lot of teammates there. 
Um, but just career-wise, I had I had to take kind of this next opportunity. Well, no, that's but so interesting you know, that the heart, it kind of is a theme or a pattern through all all three of your jobs. I mean, you worked with yeah. heart transplant recipients and you worked for an organization giving life and now the American Heart Association. Yes. Yeah. It's been definitely learned a lot in each job and taken what I've learned to the next position as well. Lots of talents. We love that. Uh, we want to focus on your book. Yes. It's called The Gift. Um, and, I, and I love this. And that was one of the things that we were, were talking about, starting the conversation and having a conversation about donation with children, uh, which some people um, are uneasy about because they don't have the, the tools. They're not equipped with that. So that's something that we were talking about. We both have uh, young children, Joey and I, um, and to start those conversations like they grew up with it. Like our our family, my, my little ones are like, what, you don't have a heart on your license? That's what we do in Louisiana. And they're like, well, why not? Like, you should. Um, but we, we love the concept of this book. So we want to know what prompted you to go to this next level and, and walk us through that process. Oh, and I want to know about the characters in the book. I know. Great job. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, well, kind of the idea for this book really came from one um, donation case that I was working on. Uh, the donor was a father to two young boys, one old enough to know what was going on and what was happening, um, and one, you know, a little younger who kind of understood but really didn't. Um, and this family was truly amazing, very supportive of donation, supportive of each other. You know, they were the, right, the picture-perfect donation family. They were just um, there to support each other, which made a huge difference. Um, but each morning when the mom would come back to the hospital with her sons, she would come up to our family services coordinator and say, hey, you know, last night my son had a question about this. How, what wording do I use? How do I talk to him in an appropriate way about this? And our family services coordinator was phenomenal, would walk her through it, give her the material she had. And then this kind of occurred for the next three days. Um, each morning, the mom asking questions. And I, of course, did a search um, on materials for children and donation. And there's there's a lot of children's books on transplant, but there's really not much on donation, on the donation side. So first, the idea for this book was, let's make, I need to make a tool that families can use to talk to their children. And that's kind of my OT background. We use social stories all the time to introduce new concepts and teach children, you know, what to expect um, when something is happening, whether it's something like going to the dentist or something like a funeral, it kind of helps walk them through the process. That's what a social story is. So that's initially where this book came from. You know, I wanted families to have a tool that they can use when a family services coordinator or a donation person, you know, is not available at their fingertips to have these conversations. But then on a bigger level, which I think just from what you guys said, you can appreciate this. I don't, I believe no one should learn about donation for the first time when their family is donating or when their family's member is getting a transplant. Like these conversations need to happen earlier. We need to be aware of what donation is and start introducing this into our community in an appropriate way, but much earlier on in life. So that, you know, when a, someone does have a loved one or a family member donating, at least there's some recollection of, oh, I've, I've heard of this before. You know, this is how you can help someone. This is how you can save their life. Even if it's that, just those two, you know, comments that they remember, it's at least ingrained in their brain in some way. So, you know, my big dream, I want this in every school and every library and every home just as a conversation. Like, hey, this is something some people get the opportunity to do. How cool is it that they get to save a life? You know, it's the ultimate gift. So I, I was able to to read the book and, and I think it's amazing. The concept, you know, the the. I visuals. love the visuals. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So I've been, of course, my, my daughter is, is two. She'll be three soon. And she likes, 
last night every day it's like dad get a book get a book and you know (laughs) and so we go through a book or two every single night and it's uh it's kind of like our time and and the, what you put into it in the visuals, I can tell you, it's like I can't wait to take the book home and, and show her. I'm so excited. Uh, and then to be able to relate it to cause she's this morning, you know, she's like, where where are you going, Dad? You going to work? And, and to, to allow her to understand that, like from me personally, I uh, thank you. That's a, it's amazing what you did and what you put into it. Uh, but the other piece that I wanted to talk about was, you know, we I was, you know, on that end of being family support at one time. And we see the difference in those families that have had the conversations about donation and how much, uh, you know, it it helps that part of the grief journey when they've had the conversation rather than adding another layer of I don't know what my loved one wanted. And for you to be able to see that and put it into words and everything and have that conversation piece is, is awesome. Uh, thank you. So I used to work with families on the front end. Now I'm on the back end of donation. But um, I, I've, I've always noticed where sometimes families come in and the children can get pushed kind of to the back mm-hmm. or because there's so much going on, so much new information for the adults and the children will be quiet and they, they don't really understand what's going on. So I think a book like this for families to have to be able to sit down with a child and pay attention to that child and make this make this understandable on their level is is a gift. I mean, it's called the gift. So it truly is a gift. Yeah, just like you said, I was really hoping it kind of be a gateway to that conversation. And even if, you know, that maybe that child or that parent isn't ready to fully dive into the organ donation conversation, it's at least something. We're acknowledging what's happening, you know, here is an opening. We can talk about it, you know, when everyone wants to, when they feel comfortable. And also for those kids, when you know, of donor families, when they go back to school, you know, they're probably answering questions of all their classmates of whatever age, you know, it's something either the teacher can use or the, you know, classmates, families can use to try and explain, you know, what happened to so-and-so's dad or so-and-so's uncle. Um, And again, just kind of start the conversation. You know, it's really interesting because when I was in graduate school, I had a professor who would always bring in children's books and that's how she would start each, each class um, saying that we learn so much from children's books because there's so much knowledge behind the book itself. And that as I read through this book, it, it gives visuals of the heart, the kidneys, but it also gives the pictures of who it can help. So I think it's very calming as an adult to read it. And it, it's very hopeful as an adult to read it to see, gosh, my loved one could be helping, um, as in the book, you put, you have pictures of an artist, um, someone who builds bridges, someone who races go-karts. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just, it's on a level that we can all relate to at any age. Yes, and that, I mean, that was, um, the illustrator really did a phenomenal job. Um, his name's Bob Lawson. He really took it to the next level. And I think that, I mean, really makes the book... I kind of sent in my ideas with all of these with stick <laughs> figures and my attempted at drawing. Drawing is not my forte. <laughs> you sound like uh, me, yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, really took it to the next level, and I, I'm grateful. Um, 
But I think that really helped the book come together and the story come together. So it's called The Gift. And I think Nyla said she found it on Amazon. But if people are hearing this and they're like, oh, I have to get my hands on this or I want to use it as a resource, uh, talk us through that and the feedback that you've been getting um, since the book was released. Um, Yeah, the response has been overwhelmingly positive, which, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Um, obviously, in the OPO world, um, it, you know, it's been well received, but even just among the general community. Um, and I have absolutely loved how many people have reached out, people I know and people I don't know, and shared their story of donation okay. or transplant Love that. and shared who they're going to give this book to. Like, oh, my goodness, I wish I had this when, you know, dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. Um, so I knew, you know, donation and transplant touched a lot of people, but publishing this and having people reach out just really emphasizes that, um, you know, so many people are more than you would ever think of. But like you said, um, it is available on Amazon. If you search The Gift by Madeline Pulaski, my name is a word, or kind of a mouthful, but um, if you search The Gift, it'll get there. Um, otherwise, for OPOs, I've talked to a few about bulk orders so that um, they can have them to distribute to families um, and children of, of donors. So um, people are welcome to reach out. And I can send you my email. <laughs> um, it's mattyp.mdc at gmail.com. But um, I'd love to just hear stories of donation too. So anyone listening, feel free to reach out. Oh, I love that. And then do you have plans for maybe another? Like I, I always love to hear the journey. Like we, we wrote a book, but I wasn't used to reading books. So we learned about it. <laughs> but what's next? Um, yeah, so I actually do have another book in the works. I it's knew not, it. I told you. <laughs> I told you guys. <laughs> it's just been so fun. Um, it's not about a topic, you know, as important as organ donation. Um, it's kind of a fun-loving story about a dog who um, wants to be known for more than her good looks. And so she helps the town, and it's kind of a long story. But um, my husband's cousin is illustrating it and doing a phenomenal job. So we're hoping to have that out by um Hopefully October, November. I just How think wonderful. It, it's so exciting that you can take your talent and make connections throughout the world with just with what you do. Like mm-hmm. seeing there's a need, finding your talent and meeting with what what the world needs. And um, I, I'm still curious as to the little girl and the grandmother. So why the characters? Uh, so I wish there was more depth to the character choices. Um, but when I was talking to the illustrator, we just kind of wanted, um, well, in the book, we wanted all, we wanted it to be a diverse group of characters and show that, you know, organ donation touches everyone. So we really tried to incorporate and incorpor- incorporate that in the characters throughout the book. But as far as the two main characters, um, I kind of dreamed up the grandmotherly figure um, and the illustrator kind of dreamed up the little girl. So there's. <laughs> That's where we learn, though, like that. I figured that's what that's where we learn our history and about life, right? From from our grandparents. And it made me think about because we have such. I mean, if you think about families now, families are so diverse, and we do see a lot of um, families, uh, children who lose a parent, and and then the grandparents are now raising the children. Absolutely. And so I, I love that about that. And, and I appreciate uh, the fact that, like, it's it's actual. Like the the visual is is a real anatomical 
like heart and lungs. <laughs> like I, I've always been confused at why, like on Valentine's Day, our hearts look like that because they don't look anything like that. Yeah, yeah true, <laughs> true, true. Being the clinical guy, you know, that's where my brain goes. But but it's still it's not like uh, this this gross picture or anything. It's a beautiful picture of a yeah. heart, but it is an anatomically correct heart and the lungs and the kid- kidneys and things like that. So I can appreciate that being the clinical guy. <laughs> Thank you. Diversity, love, and science is all in that book, all in That's one. Right. Uh, well, Madeline, we wish you nothing but the best. Uh, open invitation here on The Gifted Life. We just love that you're using your talents to help make life happen and to help start the conversation. How important. What a wonderful job. Thank you all for having me today. It's been great talking to you. on The Gifted Life, we take a moment for mental health. Yeah, Nyla, I heard we're going to be talking about connections. Connections. I know. Like Legos? No. We're going to talk <laughs> about people. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I guess what made me think about this is the book, The Gift. Our guest figured out a way to communicate to a child something that was on both parts important to them. And I, and I think that's what about genuine connection is all about. How can we how can we find someone and go beyond that surface level of like, how you doing today, Joey? Yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> good. Yeah. And you? Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's mostly, yeah. just a record, yeah, recorded right. response. Like, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. Go deeper? No? We do. You want to go deeper. You know, they actually had um, a gentleman that won an award, and it's a, a friend of mine, and it was a huge award that was lots of people present and he was the center of attention and he walked away from that and said that he felt so isolated and alone during that time that he even went home thinking did he really want to live the rest of his life and you're thinking how does how does that happen you're in a room full of people because you know there's one thing to have 10,000 likes on your social media or you know people that text you but there is something about genuine connection understanding like what someone's thinking what are they feeling like what what are they experiencing and then what do they believe and not just trying to say you know compare what your thoughts and beliefs are against that, but just saying this is who that person is. Mm-hmm. This is their thoughts, and I and I genuine genuinely would like to know who they are. Do you like me for me? Yeah, Not on surface, yeah, yeah. And so, what are some tips? What are some things that you can do around that? And it's, I thought you were asking us. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't like, know. That. I'm I'm terrible tips. at it. But you know, you probably do things to actually connect with people that you don't even realize. I do, but but like some some people who I, I just meet from time to time. I do have I do struggle with making that additional connection and and that's something and I know that about me. I know that that's a, you know, so it even makes it worse for me. Like it makes it more difficult because I know I'm not good at like sometimes getting just a little deeper. If I don't like already know, like it's about trying to find out about certain parts of their life without Sound like, man, you should have known that about this person, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I'm in a, a busy season, so we have kids in a million different directions, work, marriage, all of that. And it's hard. Like, life mm-hmm. goes so fast. It Sometimes does. it is just a second here, or a drop off or not. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. It is tough. And so so that's one of the tips is to, to make time to be present mm-hmm. in front of someone. 
being yourself. Because if if I were in front of you, Joey, and you you were trying to ask me more information, and you were somebody, I'd be like, I don't know, Bob's not right, because you're, you wouldn't be yourself. So this is just building on relationships that you already have, or new relationships, just really like being there in front of that person, making eye contact to show you're genuine, or that you're listening, even though sometimes you want to look away, or you, some people, it they, they listen better because they're looking away. And yes. if that's the case, you can look at somebody's forehead. Um, mm-hmm. which you're still giving them the attention. So, Joey, can you mm-hmm. tell I'm looking at your, your forehead? No, not really. Yeah. So if that if I struggle to make eye contact, like, Lori, where am I looking on your face? <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> Look at me more. So, and then the smile, it's universal. So even mm-hmm. even in that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's a way that you're saying I'm listening. Yeah. So, some so of, you're really good at that. Yeah. I have to learn to be better at it. You know, I like, <laughs> we learn from you. I do like people. I'm not really good about a lot of other things because I was like, well, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that. But I, I do like, I think I really do enjoy getting to know people and their stories. So I, I like trying to help other people connect because it's a different feeling. And you can tell when you've connected with someone. That's awesome. And I, I love even the fact that you talked about getting to know their stories to me. Honestly, that's that's a good way when you see someone every once in a while. I think I'm just going to throw that out there. Tell me a story. Yeah. Like what, or something like when you people want me to ask know about, about my children right. or right. like we went on a trip and when people ask, I'm like, oh, they, I think they really yeah. want to know. Like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I, and I mm-hmm. would love to share. Yeah. That, that's usually that's that's kind of the tip I'd learned in the, you know, I don't know, sometime back, I don't know, in, in leadership or something. And and it was like in a. Basically, they made us draw out a few things, and essentially, it became about uh, you know to learn about other people. And it was you know learn about ask them about their children, ask them about their travel, ask them about you know their their home or their where they live, or ask them about their work. Like those were the like the there was another thing. It was like five things, and they said you know if you do these things, inevitably something's going to click where yeah. they'll start opening up. You'll find something that Usually connects the children you. Thing. It's looking for that connection. So I work with I work with people all the time as a counselor, a newbie counselor, but where they're trying to find support and connection. And I'm like, well, what do you like? What's your passion? If you can figure out what your passion is, go do that. You're going to find people right, that are yeah. surrounded. Like at Lopa, we all connect over the the fact that our mission connects us because we're here with the same purpose, the same mission. And so it's it's just looking, you're right, Joey, that's it. I mean, finding mm-hmm. that that connection. So anyway, it's just something that you can explore, you can be aware, you can consider and, and talk to people and, and see if you can, it takes some practice. And that's okay if you can't get to that next level, but it's working toward real connection. Give it a try. All right, you have a topic you'd like us to cover here on The Gifted Life? We'd love to hear from you. All you have to do is shoot us an email, info at thegiftedlife.org. In our question answer segment, this question comes from one of our listeners. What is the best way to share information about organ and tissue donation with a group that may not be familiar? Like a group like a church group or a civic group. Lori, this is definitely up your alley. Can you see how excited I am? (laughs) I love 
love this question, but that's how we all learn. You talked about connections. This is how we make connections out in the community. So this is what we're all about. If you go to lopa.org slash speaker, lopa.org slash speaker, if you're in Louisiana, you can request a free presentation. So someone like me will go out and tell you about some facts about donation, my tie to donation, um, and just really answer your questions. And um, I say I don't like to be pressured, you know, like when I'm shopping at like one of those big box stores and they're like, hey, you want to try this, try this sample right here. And I'm like, oh, that that's so much pressure on me. Like, what if I don't like it? And I'm eating it right, you know, in front, in front of her. <laughs> so we try to make it just not stressful. We're going to give you some information. If you have a question that you've been thinking about, or maybe you saw something in a movie, we'll answer it. And then we'll bring our friends in depending on how much time we have. So a donor mom, um, somebody who's received, somebody who's waiting. So you can really get a good idea about what Lopa is all about. And then maybe after that taste, you want to know more or you want to do more. And so we grow our relationship from there. We make those connections and hopefully um, there's something in there that maybe you'll want to register that day or maybe we'll get you on the next time. But it's really just about learning together, answering your questions. It's free. It's flexible. So lopa.org slash speaker is how you can get in touch with us. And we love it. Like you will be part of our family. Don't let that scare you. (laughs) We are so excited about it and we love to watch our family grow. And if you're not in Louisiana, check in with one of your OPOs, organ procurement organizations. They probably have a similar program. Um, Our goal is to make life happen together. We're one big team, not only here in Louisiana, across the country, guys. We want to make life happen. Thank you, Lori. If you have a question out there, give us a call. Our number 504-648-3477. In every episode of The Gifted Life, we honor a hero. Today's hero, Christopher Emling. And Christopher's story comes from his wife. My husband became a donor in 2022 after many years of fighting a battle of addiction. He was a beautiful, happy father and husband. He had a passion for cars and newly found interest in solar, making the world a better place. He was also ready to lend a helping hand to anyone who needed He knew no stranger. He had three beautiful kids, a boy and two girls. His whole world revolved around them. He also had a passion for animals. He left behind three dogs and two cats. If you knew him, you knew he had the most amazing smile. We miss him more than words could ever sum up. We are happy in this dark time. He was able to save five people and give them more time here with their family. We pause to say thank you to Christopher for the gift of life. guys that is episode 221 of the gifted life podcast thanks for listening tell your friends and remember you can register as an organ eye tissue donor anytime registerme.org yeah special thanks to madeline Pulaski for coming on uh for working in the pediatric world mm-hmm. for as long as she has and recognizing that there's a need there's a gap like people need to know about donation especially especially children as we talked about who often get pushed to the side in in these heavy discussions to be able to to write this book, which I can't wait 
to bring home to Blakely. I just absolutely <laughs> cannot wait for her to see it because she loves when I read it. It's a beautiful book. It is. Aww. It is. You know, to, to be able to have that conversation that I'll be able to have with Blakely now, you know, and show her this is what dad, this is, you know, this is part of dad's work that she always, she knows that I'm, I'm always leaving her for. But, but to, you know, for, for people her age to understand and start having those conversations and bring to their parents and mm-hmm. cousins and friends, you know, about donation and these gifts that can be given. And I just like that Madeline saw need and had never done anything before, so I'm sure it was scary, but I'm going to create this new tool so I could help other families. Madeline, we think that's great. Uh, the best place to find us, guys, is at our website, thegiftedlife.org. Listen there and find links to listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating. It really helps others find us. And on social media, guys, you can like our page on Facebook, The Gifted Life Podcast. You can also follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Gifted Life Pod. Our ask is that you go out and do something you wouldn't normally do to help us make life happen. We're one big team. Until next time. This is a production of the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA. The Gifted Life is hosted by Lori Steele, Joey Boudreaux, and Nyla Schwab. Our executive producer is Kirsten Hines. Producer is Shalon Carraway. And we are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Covington, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez. <laughs>